Jimmy, Sean, hopefully Andy at some point, in the middle of what seems to be a five-course meal prepared for his parents. What a nice son, huh? But the show must go on. What's up, dudes? What's up, motherfuckers? Whoa, dude. Whoa. Settle down. Dude, he's coming in heated. I'm excited to be here. Dude, you got to be. I'm just happy to be here. We... Today was an interesting day. We, uh, Sean and I were at, um, the whitest event that you could attend probably, and that was a birthday party for our, my dog, Butters, in which there was about <laughs> seven, seven dogs running around our yard. Dude, so white. It was, and then there was a point at the party where we, each owner had a, a pup cake, which Alyssa and I purchased from Small Cakes, and we all stood behind our dogs with the cupcake and took a photo, and then once I realized what I was a part of, I, I made Alyssa swap out, and I asked everyone to delete the photos that I was in because Dude. it was uh, just it, it just proves that I was there. Pat loved it. <laughs> Pat loved it. It was, was fun, like, though. Was the like, dogs were good. What's going on here? It was bizarre. Well, Alyssa's taking picture, and Pat's in the picture with all the other girls holding a cupcake, smiling like a jackass. Sean, who was the most photogenic <laughs> owner-dog combo in those photos? In those photos, it was definitely Pat Butter's combo. They're, they were two on point. Both smiling. Camera. Yep. Both looking at the camera. So the dogs enjoyed the cupcakes. Saul <laughs> also accidentally enjoyed one of the cupcakes, <laughs> which had a milk bone on top of it. So... Um, <laughs> When life hits you, <laughs> yeah. I will say I sampled the cake just to see. I took a mean. It looks pretty good, actually. I tried the cake out; it's pretty moist. What was it like? Peter, peanut butter frosting, probably, or bacon. The frosting or was like probably the more dog treat of it because the cake itself just tasted like carrot cake. Oh, okay. So I just took a little nibble. I didn't take a bite; just pulled my fingers. I would have eaten a whole cupcake though. If it tasted that good. It was. It ended up being a good day, but it was also very white. So no but, sunburn. We're just That's celebrating good. our Caucasian good. heritage. Yeah, we sure are. <laughs> so we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about and, and uh, very excited about the first thing. So, all right, bros, let's talk. You talking to me? You talking to me? Who the fuck do you think you're talking Follow us on Dude, Trillville. Media. Good call. I like that. Right. It's real solid. What it is. Oh, oh, <laughs> but if you follow us on social media, which if you're listening and you don't, what the are you doing? At Bros Let's Talk, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. We announced on Monday we are hosting a event at Fitz's Spare Keys in Elmhurst, 119 
North York Street, Elmhurst, Illinois, 60126. Deal. Pong for Charity, which we are teaming up with Veterans for Airsoft. Freddie, our dear friend and fantastic softball pitcher for the Wet Bandits, is the founder and president. Is that his title, president? We're going to have him on at some point to talk about it. Yeah, he's going to be on soon to talk about it more. Of Veterans for Airsoft. And basically what they do is they put together airsoft events across the United States and it gets veterans involved in, I hope I'm saying this right, MILSIM, I think is how you say it, which is short for military simulation, which is what they do with these airsoft events. They basically, it's like a mission. They go out, they plan their plan of attack. And the goal for this fundraiser, though, is they've been raising money and trying to save money to purchase an action track chair, which if you go to the Facebook page, go to our page at Bros Let's Talk, and we've got it pinned to the top of our page, the event. Um, it's basically a combat wheelchair. It's It almost looks like a, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a tractor. It's got like tractor wheels almost, traction wheels on it. So uh, it would allow um, incapacitated veterans who can't walk to come and compete in the events and be a part of a team again and get out there and be active. So it's, it would be a really huge thing for them to get. Um, so as it stands, it's a, it's a two-man team uh we're going for 32 teams correct yes. water cups it's a city ordinance in elmhurst there will be a cash bar there will be drink deals sean what did you mention some of the deals were yeah, the drink deals are real solid it's four dollar tall boys which is awesome and then uh four dolly four dollar rather uh stoli drinks and those are going to be pretty large as well they want to they definitely want to be filling us up for the whole tournament and for the tournament it's uh 70 for a two-man team so 35 dollars per person and that gets you pizza as well and access into the tournament. There will be a cash prize given out to first place as well as a custom-made wooden American flag. Uh, the two-man team can decide how they want to divvy that up and split it up. Um, but it's going to be a good time. The four of us will be uh, the panel kind of emceeing the event. Freddie and a couple of our other buddies are going to be referees. Um 15-minute time limit, but it's going to be a good time. All the proceeds from the ticket sales uh, go to go towards the Veterans for Airsoft uh, goal to purchase this action track chair. And we're also going to have uh, prizes that we're going to raffle off as well. All the proceeds there will go towards this cause as well. Um, we're really excited to host a live event and get involved with the veteran community and hopefully put on a really good event and uh, eventually the end goal would be to help them reach their goal of uh, raising enough money to purchase that chair. So I know I'm super pumped about this, but we still need people to go out and purchase tickets. So if you haven't yet and you're interested in joining, find your partner, go to our Facebook page, Bros Let's Talk, click on the Pong for Charity event first, let us know that you're going to go, and then there's a ticket link on there where you can go directly to the website and purchase the tickets. And we're also going to have uh, a silent auction. So I believe even if you don't want to play, come, hang out, drink, watch other people play, bid on on some of the prizes that we're working on. Because, again, as Pat said, this is all for a really good cause. Uh, Freddie served in the Navy for I don't even know how long. For a long time, he served in Guam. Then he moved back to the States and served in Jacksonville. And what he's doing is it's it's a really good cause because a lot of these veterans come back and all they know or have known for a long time is that military lifestyle 
Some of them have gone to battle, some have not. So he brings them out and gets them with other fellow vets, and he simulates battle with these games, which I played one game that he ran at, uh, it's called Power Paintball in Lombard, Roosevelt and Main Street. And these guys are so cool. They're, they're so into this sport. They have all the gear. They, they um, have their guns that they can, can make better. Um, with uh, certain upgrades and when you're out there playing for someone who had no idea what to do they're just guys like hey we're hitting this way i need three guys with me and they're like boom 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 telling you what to do and it's just like this huge adrenaline rush because you're getting shot at with which essentially bb's and you have to play the honor system like when you get hit you call yourself out you go back respawn come on back in but it's so cool it's so organized nobody was a dick everyone was super inviting whether you're an expert or a novice like i was they make you feel super welcome, and they're doing it for a really, really, really good cause. They're trying to, to, to help our veterans get reacclimated to society while having the camaraderie they had with their fellow soldiers overseas or wherever they were. And what's even more special is this chair will help disabled vets get to feel that camaraderie and play also. So it's for a super good cause. Freddie's a veteran himself. He's not just running this, this non-for-profit having not experienced it he's been in the trenches he knows what it's like and it's a tournament where people get to drink so come on out have a good time yeah. donate some money make some friends spend a couple hours if it's on a saturday yeah it's something that a lot of our friends would normally do anyway so why not come out like you said for a good cause you're going to spend that money at a bar anyway come out play beer pong enter a chance to win money know that even if you don't win money your money is going towards helping people who need it more than we do. Plus, right. like you said, just come out, drink, have a good time. Everyone's been to Fitz's before. It's a great time. Yeah, and this chair is awesome, too. As Pat mentioned, it, it has treads on it, so it's used for not only indoor, it's all-terrain. Uh, and I know the foundation has events you know, all over the country. Uh, and this is something that's going to get utilized at each and every event. Uh, you know, A lot of the veterans are waiting for it. They're, they're strips. Uh, specific battle strategies that have been mapped out for it, uh, so it's going to provide you know a lot of uh, uh, a lot of assistance to people who really do need it a lot. I'm really excited. I know Freddie wants to get us out there as a podcast. I was just going to say, fire off on each other. That sounds like it fun. is. Definitely. It is so much. It is such an adrenaline rush. It's so much fun. They are so hyper organized. You would think mm-hmm. that you know you. I mean, every, before you start, everyone's super cool, having a good time. But when you're in the battle, it's like. Yeah, it's fun, but they're trying to win the game. Like they're not yeah. fucking around. You better have your shit together and and if you're following a plan, you need to fucking execute that plan and do what <laughs> you're supposed to. Like it is intense. Freddie goes he's been to like Alabama, Texas, I think, Mississippi, North and South Carolina, yep, Georgia, Carolina's Indiana. He's one. going all over the place. So this is getting huge and if you want to be I don't want to say on the ground floor of it cuz they're they're way past that, but but come out and just experience something you've never tried before and, and give back to people who need it in, in doing so while drinking. I mean, what, yeah. what could be better? <laughs> yeah, we got to plan a date to get out there and actually mess with I would love sure, to do that. It is, it is a blast. And I, like the I said, videos the, are the, sick, too. So the I'll, I'll, that he puts up on his website are amazing. We'll, we'll talk to him Tuesday whenever he holds uh, those events at Power Paintball here in Lombard. It's obviously a lot closer. It's it's uh it's probably a good place for a, a beginner to start to kind yeah. of just get the feel of what it's like and and how these games work because he's shown me videos and told me like they played in like a 
like a an abandoned um, hospital, I think in yeah. New Lenox or that area, and they just have these awesome simulated battle games, and it, yeah. it's it's really cool. It's a really cool thing to be to be a part of. Yeah, and we mentioned all the ways that that you can you know buying a ticket for the event goes towards the charity. When you come at the event, the silent auctions that you know you can try and win you know raffles for these prizes all that goes to charity but on top of that we, we want to do more we want to try and personally fundraise money ourselves we're trying to figure out um so i wish andy was here because he was supposed to look into this oh andy just came in look at wow. that Dude, look at that so um he'll be on in a second but we're looking into ways the best way to um raise funds personally that takes away the least amount as far as like taxes and Fucking stuff. Suck. We, so our goal is to raise a thousand dollars, and we've been talking about setting tiers for doing certain things when we reach certain tiers. I've decided to dub it Waxin for Action Traction Chair, <laughs> even though that's not what it's called. It's just a lot more rhymes. <laughs> so I think we decided on three. Um, parts of our body that we would be willing to wax for each tier so our goal is a thousand dollars we're going to set three tiers so every 333 dollars we will wax first we'll what do we do arm or leg what do you think will be the arm, least forearms okay so if we reach 333 dollars donated we will all wax our arms or just one arm? i guess i would do both arms if yeah yeah have to do okay. both at that point. Once you're committed, you just got to go for it. <laughs> so, um, arms for 333. 666, the devil's bet. We will wax our legs, That's which a will lot be of <laughs> a little bit more painful. Um, and then if we reach our goal $1,000, we will wax our armpits. And if we double our goal, Jimmy will get a Brazilian. <laughs> If if we if we raise two thousand dollars, I don't know how I can say no to that. You have to say yes. Jimmy <laughs> wants it. to do that's, it anyway. That's what I'm saying. If if yeah. we raise two grand, I'd have to get a Brazilian. Yeah. Well, hopefully oh, we can raise two thousand dollars then, and then Jimmy can live stream it on Facebook. I am not. I am not live streaming me getting my nuts waxed. Okay, that is not a thing. That is not happening. Come on, dude. Hello, I'll... Andy. Good to see you. Hey. How committed are you to the content? Perfect, perfect timing. I'll have, a, I'll have an entrance. This isn't some <laughs> back alley sack waxing. <laughs> From New Girl, right? Yes, it is. Oh, God. Oh, boy. So, Andy, just to fill you in, we just basically went over the event. Cool. And we just told everyone we're going to wax our shit if we don't if we raise enough money. So Did we actually agree upon that? I thought that was just like kind of something we uh, threw it's out on, there. It's on record now. So it's happening. $333, we'll wax our arms. $666, we'll wax our legs. $1,000, wax our armpits. $2,000, Jimmy gets a Brazilian. All right. <laughs> as long as it's not my taint getting... <laughs> <laughs> Jimmy might do it anyway, even if we don't raise any money. <laughs> right? So we raised like $7, but I'm still doing it. Dude, Just kidding. Go we're going to raise a lot like, more he's money than that. bald as a turtle down here. What the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> got I've never problem. done this before. I don't know what I don't know what happened. <laughs> Sir, your balls are immaculate. What do you do? <laughs> what is that Dave Chappelle where he's like, those balls are smooth as eggs. 
<laughs> we walk into the place. They're like, "Hey, Jimmy, what's up?" <laughs> so, side note: Would we need to like, like trim our arm hair and leg hair pre-wax? Would it hurt less if you do it that way, or does it not matter? I think you have to Are you going to take the time sense. to trim your leg hair before you go get it waxed? I'm not. Yes, gonna... if if it makes it hurt less, absolutely. I'm going to go to a barber. Sorry, dude. Some cut. not of us, all of us have the summer off to trim our leg hair. I would, I would ask somebody that's probably gotten it, gotten something waxed. Before. I don't want any advice. I just want wax my shit. Oh man, just go for it. Balls out, but not actually balls out because I'm not getting my balls waxed. So. Oh boy! All right, so I'm very excited about, and I'm basically just going to defer to Jimmy here. But he mentioned at the <laughs> tail end of our episode last week that he had a weird talent that none of us know about. I guess that he wanted to share with the masses, and I tried to think of a, I, I thought of a, a, a unique talent that I have. I don't even know if it's really a talent, but I know it's not going to compare to what Jimmy has. So. Okay, ahead, guys, Jimmy. this was on full display yesterday. As, as I mentioned earlier, Andy, before you came in, I was at Windy City Smokeout. Right. We were drinking Tall Boys and, and whatnot. So I have this strange ability to when I'm with people, I can tell how full or not their can is just by looking at it. <laughs> like I, I can say to someone, hey, I'm going to grab you a beer. They'd be like, shit, how did you know I was almost done? Just the way that they hold it. They sip on it. It's like a, it's like a sixth sense. I can feel how full or not your Jimmy Tingle that aluminum can is. All right, your Jimmy it's Tingle. So weird. Oh, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> on the scale of Jimmy you Riley must be real through fun this at podcast, this is the most underwhelming shit I've ever heard in my entire <laughs> life. I was. Well, that expe- actually makes me happy. I was expecting yeah. the weirdest shit to come out of your right? mouth, and I am. Pleasantly surprised that this is your Good. talent. Thank you. I, I'm not, and it's, I'm not it's a legit it's talent. Not a talent or anything like that, but I was expecting far, far weirder. Do you well, ever good. think that, that most people just will say yeah, but you ask if they want a beer? <laughs> no, never. They start slamming it. <laughs> never. Like if I'm standing there and I have a full beer, someone's like, "Hey, you want me to grab you a beer?" I'm always gonna be like, "Yeah, sure." Okay, I fine. have that next beer. To to put it in another perspective, I, you could line up a thing of beer cans and I could tell you how full or not each one is just by looking at it. <laughs> and I have demonstrated this before. Right, this and it's we like, have to definitely test I, I can like on video hear, because this is I can like, like hear or feel something in my body as I approach the can how full or not it is. <laughs> what? Is it like a twinge in your knee? Like you know it's going to rain or something? You're like, oh, it's a three-quarter full beer right there. I can tell by the way my right knee. It's my, it's my Peter Jimmy Tingle. tingle. You're yeah, right. You're it's my Jimmy, Jimmy Tingle. <laughs> I can just tell it's so weird. I get this I feel like feeling. I don't know how else to describe it. It's find, so weird. Like, certain indicators, too. Like you can find like sweat marks, like if there's sweat on it or not. Like certain, like if there's a certain amount of dents on it, where the dents are located. Dude, I don't, I don't even need all that. I just put my hand down. I can fucking, I can feel it. I can tell. Jimmy's like, I can just lift it and feel how much beer's left in there and then guess how much is in there. So I do often lift them to try because I'm, I'm usually, I'm like 97% accurate and I'll pick it up. I can see Jimmy just like going up to random beers be like, I fucking knew it. Nailed it. You probably seen me do that numerous times. Just had no idea what I was doing. Some chick comes up. Did you just touch my drink? (laughs) 
<laughs> yes, I did. It's fifty four percent full. You almost need a new one. <laughs> exact percentage. That's how he picks women up. Jimmy Riley, damn glad to meet you. Yes, I did. Looks like you're holding a thirty eight percenter there. How do you think he met Sarah? <laughs> yeah, right. So yeah, that's trick. my that's my hidden talent. I will uh, next time we're all together with beer cans. I'll uh, I'll show you guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm looking forward to that. Oh, I know you are. All right, so <laughs> mine. Does anyone probably, else have any? Okay, good. Pat, mine's probably you. better than that, actually. Yeah. So we'll, um, we'll see. It, we'll see. <laughs> so as as proven a few times through the podcast, I don't know, and I do it like I, I spend a lot of time doing these ones, but I do it in everyday life too, where I'll hear a song. And I'll make it my own song, like with my own words based on what I'm doing. And all of a sudden, I'm like singing the tune of like Billy Idol's Piano Man to like, I don't even know. Billy like, Joel. Sing like, me Billy a Joel, song, yeah. I'm jerking off, man. Billy Joel's Piano Man to whatever, something like that. And uh, and it's really weird and I do it all the time and Alyssa's always like, I'm usually singing about butters. I turn like every song into a song about like a dog. and And then... I realized it while creating song number two for unofficially sponsored MeUndies. Damn. Oh, he's, ta- he's taking his pants off, folks. Sean, we coming for that ass. Dude, I feel good. I feel great now. I'm not putting them up till it's over. Meand is so so Meand is so so Like a pillow for your privates I can't take them all Can't take them all Cause they're so freaking comfy I've never felt like this before Won't apologize for not putting on pants Meand is so so me under so soft Like a pillow for your privates Yeah Wake up in the morning I go to my dresser There's only one pair for me Pull up me undies They're so freaking comfy It feels like ecstasy Oh I've been dreaming about it Cause they're so soft and if you're still wearing Hanes, you should take them off. <laughs> me under so so. Me under so so. Like a pillow for your privates. I can't take them all. Can't take them all. Cause they're so freaking comfy. I've never felt like this before. Won't apologize for not putting on pants. Me under so so. Me under so so like a pillow for your privates. Yeah. Come on, me undies. Can we just talk? Can I make me make a whole album to get your attention? Cause I will. I totally will. But that's because I love you. And you're ridiculously soft underwear. So that, 
So that's my weird. That deal. was uh, that was extremely well done. And was. the entire time I was listening, all I could picture is Alyssa hitting mute on the TV and be like, "Pat, the fuck are you doing in there?" <laughs> she thinks I'm so weird. Honestly, like I showed her when I did the chorus, and she just like kind of like looked at me and and like smiled, and then just like shook her head. What the fuck's wrong with you? <laughs> I know. So there's my. Uh, Nicely Weird done, talent. dude. Yeah, Song like number it. two on the Quest for Me Undies sponsorship album. I that like R&B, it. That R&B touch. That was We're nice. coming for that ass. Yeah, we are. Very well done. Thank you. Thank you. I don't have any uh, more talents, by the way. Okay. All right. That's what I was saying, too. I was like, I can't really think of anything. I'm sure there's shit that I do, but it might just seem normal to me, so I don't consider it a weird talent. It's just things Yeah, that, so that I, I classified my talent as not really a weird talent, but more weird that I commit the time that I do to <laughs> said talent. Andy, sidebar, how's your charades game? <laughs> Pretty decent. All right, cool. <laughs> Why? Okay. Because we were like, what could Andy possibly be doing right now with his parents? I was like, Andy's probably like, <laughs> he's probably he's like, playing charades. Please don't leave. I have charades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was awesome. Dufresne. Uh, I love you. You seem like a guy who's got a good charades game. It's not bad. Um, last week, um, I played the game Monikers. Have you guys ever played that? Never heard of it. Ooh, so it's a card. No. It's a card game, and it's three rounds. And basically, you split up into teams, and you use the same cards in all three rounds. The first time around, it's um, you do whatever you need to do, except say it's basically like catchphrase. And okay, so your team has to get the word. And then once you go through the entire deck, then you start the next round. The second round is like password where you can only say one word in order to get the the card and then the third round is charades to get the same so it's the same group of cards hell yeah i'd be awesome at that game it's a it's a really fun game it's super sounds like a lot of fun yeah Yeah. we played that up at brf one time it's it's fun as hell moniker you said monikers yeah monikers really fun so fun Speaking of switching teams, that's how this is done. Nice. The NBA free agency <laughs> has just been fucking bonkers. We just had Russ traded from OKC to Houston, CP3 back to OKC. He's not going to stay there. Their goal is for him to never even put on an OKC uniform. Early talks have been him going to Miami. If uh, if they can't find a trade partner, and I have not read this, this is just... This is a, a a Jimmy Bomb speculation here. I could picture them oh, yeah. buying him out and then him going to L.A. to play with LeBroni and uh, Ant Davis, although he'd have to give up a shit ton of money for them to buy him out. Yeah, he's um, like a $30 million guy this year, right? Yeah, he's got like, what is it, three or four years, like $120 million left. Yeah, he's making $40 million a year for the, for the rest of his contract. So, it's yeah, that's insanity. that's a lot of dough to give up. And I don't um, I don't see him as somebody that would be willing to take a pay cut like that. I don't think so either. And honestly, I can't say I'd blame him. I mean, no matter how rich you are, giving up $100 million is $100 million you're never going to have back. He's not going to sign anything more than a vet's minimum, I'd guess going forward because his play's been good but not the cp3 we know which is understandable because he's getting older he's injury prone too which feeds yes. into the whole thing yes so now we have the beard and brody back together in houston um real curious to see how that pans out um russ doesn't shoot the three nearly as well 
as CP3 does, and he's known to just kind of take over and act like he's the only guy on the court. So, but I guess he wanted to go back with Harden, and Harden wanted him back. So, who, I mean, we'll see. It definitely makes Houston better, I think. Um, but yeah, just the whole landscape of the NBA is just nuts, man. These guys. And it's just I mean, a bunch of duos now. It was the yeah. big three a few years yeah. back. Now it's dynamic duos. Yep. I saw a tweet the other day that was just a long list of all the names that are no longer playing for the teams that they were last year, and it was crazy. Insane. Just to see it all Yeah, it was out. insane. Like, it's been nuts seeing all the movement and everything like that, but then looking at the entire list of players was crazy. Yeah, Did you guys see Dwayne Wade's ridiculous. tweet talking about how his jersey swap collection <laughs> yeah. was already outdated from last yeah, year? Yeah, that was like so six funny. Six guys that are on different teams. Yeah, that was, that was great. They also, they also said that uh, CP3's um, OKC jersey is like one of the highest bid items on eBay right now, too. Are really? you serious? Yeah. That's hilarious. Like the Hornets one? Yeah, the uh, 2007. Yeah, when they were there for the one year. Yep. It's, oh, wow. It's I crazy. Didn't I feel like I've said it a couple times through text message, I think. I feel like the offseason is better than the actual season for the NBA because... I don't know. It kind of drags on. The playoffs are exciting, but playoffs are great. Yeah, but it might change now. Now that there's so the NBA has been shaken up so much, Golden State has to take a step back this year until Clay. Gets oh, healthy. for sure. And there's just fucking players all yeah. over. The East is way more competitive. Like this might there's a lot more be, parody, definitely. Yeah, this yeah, might actually sure. be like '90s NBA, which, in my opinion, and probably everyone else's, was a lot more competitive. So. I don't know. The whole Houston thing kind of blows my mind. Those are two, like, is James Harden going to slot into, like, almost like a, I don't even know, like a Clay Thompson-esque role where he's just kind of like a shooter now? Like, they're so ball dominant. I don't know how the hell that's going to work out. Right. That's going to be that's crazy. I was wondering, too. It's a, it's a really interesting point. Um, and I just feel like D'Antoni's not the guy to to corral those personalities. I he's mean, never going to win a title, ever. He, they, they already won't. He, he's in a lame duck year. <laughs> they haven't re-signed him for next year. So well, that's what he's I, going in. That's what I was going to say about Houston is that if you have two ISO players like that, that's when you need a good head coach, like a good X's and O's guys that can, Correct. That can yes, get the ball exactly. into their hand without just being like, all right, Russ, it's your turn to take the ball up. All right, James, right. it's your turn to take the ball up. Like, that's what... Right. If D'Antoni was running that ship, that's what it would be over and over and over again. And he is going to run that ship, so we'll see how it happens for a year, I guess. And maybe Westbrook put some like put some effort into different parts of his game this offseason or something, but he's not necessarily a guy you can, like, it's draw... Gotta, like, it's got to be his Harden. attitude. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, well, Harden, you can actually you can draw plays up for Harden. You can get him the ball into ISO. He can move right. around. He can shoot from wherever. I was say you could run hard enough screens and shoot yeah, threes. But Russ you can't, can't play like you that. can't do that no. with Russ. It doesn't exactly. Seem like, so I don't exactly. know. That's going to be crazy unless he's going to like settle into a Steve Nash style of play where he's not like triple double every night, totally he, relying he on athleticism. He can't average a triple double and expect Houston to be any good. He's got to right. definitely. He's going to have to sacrifice more than anybody. Yeah, but if you yep, yeah. you're right. If you establish a high pick and roll with Russ, then people are going to have because obviously he gets to the rim at will. Yeah. yeah. If they start respecting that, then that's an easy kick out to Harden. Yeah. True. Which True. is so basically, you're right. basically what Harden Steph would does. have to. Yeah, Harden would have to sacrifice because he's been so ball down in right. the last since Houston, basically, right. but especially Even the last few years. Three. It'll be interesting to see. I think that one, 
that duo intrigues me the most. Everyone else is more complimentary, I think, of all these other people sure, that sure. that Definitely. paired up. And and there was some talks that maybe the Heat were interested in trading for Chris Paul, pairing him I with saw Jimmy that. Butler. That's a like fucking disaster. Those guys are head cases, <laughs> but I feel like their games complement each other a lot better than if Russ would have went there with Jimmy Butler. So, What do you think they could actually get for CP3, though? It's a good I question. Mean, Jeremy Grant warranted a first rounder, right. so... Yeah, but Jeremy Grant wasn't carrying a forty million dollar per year price tag. Hundred percent agree. I'm just just throwing that out there. So yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, man. That, that's a good question. Right? It's like, do you think they could get multiple? I don't know if they could even get multiple first round picks for CP3. Well, and the fact now that this is the second straight team where Chris Paul went to and made into somewhat of a contender, and then left on bad terms because he didn't get along with his teammates. So now, yeah. right? The question. You know, do you, yeah. For one, do I want to pay this guy thirty to forty million dollars the next three years? And two, do I even want to bring this guy in and ruin team chemistry or whatnot? That's why, Jim, I think you're right. The ideal scenario for him would be to go to the Lakers and play with his buddies. So the, the only thing I see different about Miami is that Pat Riley is in charge, and he's demonstrated he knows how to handle egos and, and set guy. Yeah, it's a great name. So from <laughs> that aspect, I think he'd be a good fit. But man. If you're any team, why would you trade for him? Just, I mean, just either the guy plays That's... out his contract or he has to bite the bullet, probably take, I don't even know how buyouts work, but maybe take just some money this year and then he's free to go where he wants to. I feel it, it'll like be interesting. Gonna, I feel like he's going to waste away in OKC for two years unless they're just willing to take. Like, that's the thing. OKC has cap space now, so it doesn't even matter if they carry his contract and he plays for them and they suck. So I think he's just going to waste away for them for two years. Maybe they buy him out on the final year or something. But but, but their whole idea in trading Russ was they don't want to be in the luxury tax and be a shit team. Right now they're a shit team in the luxury tax. So they so, want – that's what I'm saying. It may be more beneficial to just pay him the $40 million this year or whatever it is and let him walk and, and then and then you'd be fine the going forward. Tax, though? They don't have any other contracts. They got but Stephen in, Adams. But, but in the NBA, you got to trade money for money. So they were in it with Russ, and they traded for oh, CP3. So, okay. so now they right. essentially okay. have the same amount of money. So and a worse. And player. I don't know how even, I don't know, I don't know how Paul buyouts George? work. Oh, that, that's a good point. I don't know because well, he was a max player. It's also not to their benefit to carry him at all because he he does make them more competitive. And now they have infinite amount of first round picks. That's I mean they're. I think they're like top four protected. Yeah, yeah. They want they want to suck the next couple of years right. to get in that top of the lottery and then have all those other first round picks. Oh, in they're going to, to the lottery suck. pick. Right. Yeah, so no doubt. <laughs> Should we do way too early championship prediction real quick? Well, think about this real quick. Well, I, I like that. All right, they're gonna suck for basically the first time in their franchise's existence, well, not counting yeah. the Seattle Sonics, which is pretty crazy when you think about the fact that they're a small market. <laughs> And have You're competed right. pretty consistently for the last eleven years or so. That's what I was you gonna say too. Right. Is, and that fan base like came out for them too. Oh yeah, yeah. big like, time. That there were multiple players that said that that was like one of the toughest places to play. I mean, when they were in the playoffs with Durant, that place was lit up. And now yeah. I feel bad for them because now it goes back to like a normal, standard small market team. And you wonder if they're gonna still fill. They up. might never recover, right? That's depending on that's what a happens. crazy situation. That if if they're a lull for too long, then the NBA might end up looking to 
back to Seattle. Yeah. Who knows? I saw a tweet earlier that it was a picture of Russ, KD, and Harden when they were on the Thunder, <laughs> and it said the the Thunder gave up a chance on what could have been a dynasty for Serge Ibaka and cap space. Yeah. Jesus. That's nuts. Right? <clears throat> it's crazy. That is and crazy. now Serge Ibaka won a title with the Raptors yeah. before uh, any <laughs> other. Well, KD won, but it's, uh, it's pretty crazy. It, the NBA continues to excite in a, during a time where we need it, honestly. There's only baseball going on right now. Yep. Not a ton. Just kicked off after the All-Star break. And they're coming in hot every... Well, I think it, this is probably the end of it, though. Like, Agreed. whatever happens yeah. with Chris Paul isn't that big of a deal. No. No. Go to, Agreed. You know, unless he lands in a crazy spot. I mean, you never know. NBA free this year has been mind-blowing. You never know what the hell is going to happen. Well, and what's the, the crazy thing that I think of is that... So, the, the biggest um, salary cap in all of sports is the NFL at like $180 million. But they have 53 guys. Yeah. The NBA is, I think, 110, 112 this year, but there's 12 fucking guys on the team. <laughs> it's insane. It's insane. The so amount insane. of money these guys are making. But, I mean. Said it once, said it again. If you're listening, between the ages of 14 and 16, huge hands, tall, play basketball. Yes. You'll, you'll be worth $100 million in like 15 years. In no years. time. And, and then no send some our way. And if you don't have that, then start throwing lefty, you little bitch. Yes. <laughs> Tie your right hand behind your back and start throwing lefty. That's right. So I wanted to talk about this news story that I came across. And and partly because the headline is hilarious, but secondly because it's it's also not as it seems. So the headline is, Wisconsin man gets jail for clogging women's toilets, <laughs> which I thought was hilarious when I read that. And he got so he got sentenced 150 days in jail for repeatedly clogging women's toilets, including at places he worked. 35 year old Patrick Beeman pleaded no contest, five counts of misdemeanor criminal damage to property, and he got 30 day sentence for each charge. But unfortunately, it's not like he was just going in there and taking massive dumps and just clogging these toilets up. He was like taking plastic bottles out of the garbage and shoving them into toilets and causing them to overflow like what Why? yeah i he thought like, that was, was like so much bandits of yeah toilets I, I thought it was so much weirder hearing that than i would have had a lot more respect for this guy if he was just ripping heaters in the women's bathroom and clogging it up Way more respect. Why? This fr- guy's a fucking weirdo. The first, a weirdo. The first time I saw the what headline, the I thought that? at first he, he was like double deckering a bunch of people that he was going on oh. dates with. That would be hilarious. And then I, I did the same thing. I clicked on the article. I was like, oh, this guy's just fucked up. This yeah. guy could have been so much cooler, but instead he's definitely a psychopath. <laughs> they should just keep him in jail. Where was that? Florida? Wisconsin. Oh, wow. Shocking. Yeah. I, Dude, I thought maybe he was just like eating so many cheese curds, he'd get backed up for a few days, and then he'd just go into the women's bathroom and just drop like a dude, three, you know, three to four inch diameter dump. Thick brick, dude. Thick <laughs> brick. It's a Spencer Star term. I don't want to coin that myself. Who's? Brick. Spencer, Spencer Star. That should be our softball team name next year. Thick brick. Thick brick. Uh, That's all I had on the cereal. Toilet clogger in Wisconsin. That is a majestic story. I 
I also, I, I, I also, don't know why someone would do that. Just throw it out there. I also saw a story of a guy got caught by police because he ripped ass too loud, and they, oh, that, they, that he was, was he was hiding, and he ripped ass too loud, and they found him. And I, I saw the article, and I just tagged Dan <laughs> Kohler. It's like is that that's you, gr- bro. <laughs> oh, that is great. Shut up. Got to watch those flatulence. Yup. All right, quick pivot over to the video game world. Um, I feel like every year it's kind of a big deal when they release this, but um, just last week, uh, Madden, uh, their new edition comes out early August, uh, but they came out with their 99 rated players, and it's become a pretty big deal. I think players really shoot for it. A lot of people always come out and they're upset when they don't. I think they're more upset with their individual stats, not necessarily not getting 99 because there's only a yeah. few people that deserve that but there's like super fast wide receivers when they don't get like 95 or above speed or stuff like that anyway madden came out with their four players this year and they are as such houston wide receiver deandre hopkins los angeles rams d tackle aaron donald seahawks linebacker bobby wagner and the chicago bears own khalil mack you. The only one that I was shocked by was Bobby Wagner. Bobby Wagner, me too. Um, not that he's not a great player. He's phenomenal. No, he's a damn good middle linebacker. But I I just didn't think he belonged in the conversation with the other three. Um, that was my only thought. And the, the other thing, I think it's one of the first years in a while that there hasn't been a quarterback. I was just going to say the same thing. I, I've I thought they were going to give Mahomes a 99 because he was on the cover. For sure. It was interesting. There was only one offensive player, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, You could argue there's a couple other receivers you put on there. But when you really look at Hopkins' numbers the last four years, he's been the best. Nukes the best. Hands down the best. Um, Obviously, Aaron Donald and Khalil Mack almost seemed like no-brainers based on the way that they both dominated last year in their time in the field. So. Um, Bobby Wagner is awesome, but yeah, I was a little bit surprised that he got a 99, maybe a 98, 97. I would have, wouldn't have, maybe we just need to watch more of him. I don't know. That's true. It could be, but like, where was he even in like the defensive player of the year standings and stuff like that? Like, where has he been in the last few years? Cause he hasn't won it. Good question. Aguado. I, I did see on pro football focus. They do player rankings. Mm-hmm. He was the highest rated linebacker last too. year. So, I mean, he's, He's a great player, but I guess you're right. Maybe we just need to pay. I know he's a tackle machine. Yeah. So Jesus. maybe it's one of those things where he's been so good for the last f- couple of years. He's been underappreciated that they finally just gave him the nod because he's good. So I mean, he is, he's been, you know, obviously they've had the best defense in the league pretty much, I think, since he's been there. He was throughout the whole Legion of Boom and everything like that. So he's definitely got the credentials. Uh, I was shocked God, by he Wagner is jacked. Being Good lord, yeah, I, I do like that there are so few players rated. Yeah, me too. I do too. Definitely because then it's not. It makes it more of an accomplishment, and it's not as watered down. Correct. Agreed. Do you think anybody got snubbed? I was shocked there wasn't at least one quarterback, and I don't know if it should be Mahomes necessarily, but I feel like there should always be. There's probably like a 98 quarterback or something, but. I, f- I really thought that last slot I wasn't going to be Hopkins. They, have, they be haven't come out with the full list of ratings yet, have they? No. They just, just the they just did the 99 rankings. That's what I thought. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see 
who the highest rated quarterback is. What a time to be alive. We're discussing Madden ratings on our podcast, and it's like a big deal. Dude, some guy gets ten paid years big, ago. Some guy gets paid big money to come up with these yeah. rankings. That's what I'm saying. That's that's awesome. I think it's so cool that we're sitting here discussing this because ten years ago, even longer, video games were like, "Ooh, you're a gamer." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess in the in the grand scheme of things, like when I think about it, just off the top of my head, like I wouldn't be surprised if Antonio Brown were 99. Like he's been so consistently good for the last. Yeah, but, Five, he, but he dropped six off years. last year. Stat-wise. Yeah, that's true. And now he's not with Big Ben, mm-hmm. which is nope. definitely going to impact his numbers. Yeah. But I just think of like players who have been dominant in recent stretches. There's not really... Like Saquon Barkley, maybe, if he would have been... He was so good last year, but he's just a second-year player, I guess. I think that's the yeah. same reason that Mahomes really didn't get it is because, yeah. he, I mean, he had one outstanding year. Right. Like, great fucking year yeah I'm these sure guys are yeah, demonstrated if anything you feel like right. they would just give it to brady of any quarterback because he's been so good so long but he's not just so fucking slow yeah exactly he's got attributes that would hold him back from receiving a 99 did you see rating. that he ran a 40 the other day faster than he did when he did out of college yeah i did see that no way <laughs> just nuts he's a freak that's wild so I thought the final 99 was going to be Brady. I thought maybe it would be Julio Jones. I was sifting through halfbacks that it could potentially be, but I didn't see any for that. But I guess DeAndre Hopkins is pretty fitting. That's another guy who's like his last three years have been just incredible. And Houston isn't even necessarily a great team. And they re- and I guess Deshaun Watson is pretty solid, yeah. but they were in and he, out of yeah, quarterbacks. Now that you mentioned Houston, though, J.J. Watt could be a 99 for sure. J.J. Watt. But he was hurt too, right? Yeah. Like, so... He's got to bounce back. And I guess when you already had two D linemen and a linebacker, they probably, yeah. you know, they don't want to, like I said, they don't want to oversaturate the number, which is cool. Yeah. Agreed. It's like more, and, and, and the thing now about video games is they do live ranking updates. So it's like based on how the players are playing during the season, you know, they could oh, lose wow, their 99. Oh, wow, I didn't know that. They could lose their 99 overall or they, you know, someone could ascend up to a 99 overall based on how they're playing. So it's it's, that's why it's, like I said, someone gets paid big money because it's like people take it really seriously too. It's weird. It's just a video game. Like, just create a player, make them all ninety nine. That's what I do. <laughs> Gerard that Force simple. in the house. Gerard Force, dude, just straight <laughs> dominance. That's how you do it. So we'll see when the full rankings come out. Um, it won't really make a difference in my life either way. But agreed. Dude, great intro. That was phenomenal. Thank you. Thank you. Nicely done, brother. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, so <laughs> finally, our long-awaited Spider-Man Far From Home review. The four of us have finally seen it. We get to talk about it. What's so funny? What I miss? Nothing. All right. Um. So, my favorite part was okay. Spoilers if you haven't seen it. 
Turn off. Say, yeah. I'm gonna start uh, talking in three. Yeah, spoilers. Spoilers. Two, Heavy spoilers. One. Here we go. I'm gonna talk now. So if you're still listening, that's your fault. Hold on. Um. Yes. Do you want to give ratings first or at the end? Let's talk about it, then give our ratings okay. at the end. Um. J.K. Simmons reprising his role as J. Jonah Jameson. <laughs> just. Oh my God. Like saw it. Didn't realize what I was seeing. Started to realize what I was seeing. Then I was like, holy shit, it's him. He's back. It was awesome. And that, that ties in to the, to the video game because in the Spider-Man video game, J. Jonah Jameson does a podcast called the, Dag- the, the Daily Bugle Podcast. So it, it brought back the old Spider-Man and tied in the video game all into the new one. Just fantastically done. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, I was loving it. On top of that, more more importantly, I think, I thought that part was cool, but he exposes Spider-Man as Peter yes. Parker, so his face gets shown to the world. Everyone knows who he is, and I, I can't help but notice, I was thinking about it a lot last night, that Marvel has talked about introducing the Defenders into their movies, and I can't help but Peter notice that Peter might need a New York-based attorney. Yes, that that has not, been uh, that has been brought up as a possible as way like to get Daredevil, Daredevil in as an attorney, so which would be would insane. Be cool. Yeah, that'd be awesome. It'd be a cool way to do it. But that's beside the point. I I I really liked the movie a lot. I thought um, it was extremely entertaining. Just to me, drove home my belief that Tom Holland is and the not best Andrew Peter Garfield Parker. is the best yes. Peter Parker. Suck one, Tim. Right. Yeah, Tim. <laughs> And right, Maria, guys, I got I got chewed out by Alyssa for calling them out by name. Not so <laughs> nameless people we'll, um, we'll who said that. those things, we're sorry. But yeah. no, hopefully they're not listening. But anyway, um, he was he just embodies the role. Um, he's like the perfect combination of nerdy and funny and awkward. And um, my favorite character is Ned, though. I feel oh, like dude, Ned Ned's is, the best. Ned's my favorite non-superhero character in the Marvel Universe. He's hilarious. Ned is great. And Jake Gyllenhaal was awesome. Of course. Yeah, he was. He was. Mysterio. And I um, thought... Go ahead. I uh, I love how they do, they, they do a great job of showing... What I what I think it would be like for a teenager who's also a superhero. Like, yes, you have these awesome responsibilities and these cool powers, but you're still trying to talk to this girl you think is cute. You're still trying to be around your friends. And how, if superheroes were real, that's probably what it would be like if you were super young with all these advanced powers, but still hormonal and only 17 years old. And they do a really good job of capturing it without making Peter seem like an idiot or like he doesn't care or doesn't respect his powers. Like you can see it was that a he's true torn. inner battle. Yes, yeah. exactly. And you feel for him when he has to give up his friends. You feel for him when he has to give up being a superhero. Not that he does either, but at certain times he has to. And I just think they do a really good job. And so does Tom Holland of executing that that sh- that internal struggle. I personally, I really really enjoyed it. Um, thoroughly entertaining. Um, I don't think I I liked it as much as people were ranting and raving about. Uh, okay. The only reason I liked Homecoming more. Me too. I did too. the The reason for that, I thought the first maybe third <sighs> of the movie I thought was it, very yeah. corny. 
Um, okay. Basically, up dragged in, a little bit too. Basically, up until Jake Gyllenhaal's speech, which I thought was horrible. Yeah, I thought that was Alyssa, one Alyssa of the worst things that, that I've ever seen in a Marvel movie. That speech where he was standing up and basically had his beer held out and giving everybody like, their roles and everything like, "Thank you, so and so." I just thought that was awful. I I don't know why it felt needed to be in there. It just felt very corny to me. Mm-hmm. Um, other than that, though, I thought, uh, Jimmy, I know you and I were kind of texting a little bit about it right when I got out because we had seen it before Pat and Sean, but I thought uh, Mysterio in itself is a very big, uh, I think of the TV show, the animated TV series, uh, when I think of Mysterio. And back during that, it was very, it was very easy to make cartoon illusions and things like that, make it magical where Spider-Man didn't know where he was. And I thought it was really cool how they made, basically made it lifelike, where they had all these Agreed. drones with all the visual effects and everything like that. And the scenes where Spider-Man was running through the visuals and things like that, I thought those so were cool. phenomenal. I thought yeah, that was really, really, really well done. Well it was done. crazy. That was the best part of the movie, the Mysterio <laughs> aspect. Agreed. When, when he kept getting lost in those illusions. Yep. Dude, it's so trippy just sitting there watching it yourself. It's like, Jesus Christ. It's like never yeah. ending. Yeah. Yeah, it was but awesome. I, I agree that it was a slow buildup. Some of that, like the high school stuff, I get it that they throw it in there to to show that struggle, that he's just a normal kid, he has these powers. and But they made that very obvious within the first 15 to 20 minutes of the movie to where... When you're an hour in and they're still driving that point home, it's like, all right, just get to the Spider-Man scenes now. Like, I get it. He's going on this trip. He doesn't want to bring his suit. He wants to get this uh, gift for MJ and give it to her at the Eiffel Tower and kiss her. He's got this whole elaborate plan. Like, we get it, but, you know, we know what's coming up. And I did, I agree with you, Andy, that that scene was really weird. Like, it... They could have just shortened that and be like, guys, we did it. They didn't have to explain what every single person did as they went along and showed the practice sequences of them going through these events that they were creating. We would have understood how it was working. We didn't need that whole big explanation like that. And and Jake Gyllenhaal was awesome outside awesome. of that scene. So it was it felt really weird. It felt really out of place. I think they did that just to show like he was like trying to prove a point that it was going to be like a whole team effort and that everyone was going to be included and then it show it it shows you that he's a piece of shit because i feel like if they didn't show that then people would have liked mysterio too much you know what i mean they had to show that he was in the end just as corrupt and as much of a bad guy as any other villain spider-man had faced you know he threatened his own people with death and all that so i think that was like what they were trying they needed that in order to prove that but I just didn't think that it was like it really resonated in terms of his speech and it was right. right. Overall, I thought the movie itself was like it was a good movie. It was entertaining as all Marvel movies normally are. But in general, I thought it was just a much better vehicle movie and ter- and not like a, a cornerstone movie. Like uh, it definitely progressed the thought process of Peter being Tony Stark or the yes. next coming of. Yes. There was it was like riddled throughout the movie that, so that clearly. metaphorical passing of the torch with the glasses was was really was, well done and then yeah. peter creating the suit in the airplane right. i i was re- i like that, that a really too. cool scene yeah. where john uh, favreau's just kind of looking at him favreau. and he like yes basically smiles and sees it happening before his eyes yeah Agreed. And, and favreau used to be you know tony parker's like whatever confidant or whatever and he's now like basically given 
Parker the Keys of the Kingdom as kind of like his mentor because he knows Tony better than Tony knew himself, probably. I think he said I love like how that. you just combined Tony Peter Parker. Parker and Tony Stark to come up with the NBA <laughs> oh, player, Tony Parker. How about Peter Starker? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Tony Parker. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. But, but yes, your, your point, yes. Yeah, your point and also taken. they did I a agree. good job, a typical marvel fashion they did a really good job of like uh like weaving in post end game and like you know what do they call it the blip or whatever the blip, like that yeah. they the talked blip, a lot yeah. about that and like they brought a new element as to like what the blip did to post end game life and stuff so typical marvel they really kept the ball rolling with that yeah. which is great and They're that's why best. you know that's why this franchise is going to keep going as long as they keep keep the storyline rolling well i yes, i thought the coolest thing was the fact that they took something from a previous marvel movie with tony using the holographic program to show his past and they tied that into the way how mysterio got brought in so it was like something that when it showed what was that during civil war when he did that i think um when he used that holograph thing and then and it's something that it was like kind of overlooked you didn't even think twice about it and then here they are introducing it as the main reason that Mysterio comes into play and, you know, tying in obviously the struggle between Peter and took the loss of Tony harder than anybody. And here's this guy coming out for revenge because of Tony. That being said, I thought that motive was kind of weak. Yeah. For Tony shitting on him. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, he, he was a technical guy that basically got overblown by Tony Stark. And that was, so his decision was to just, mass destruction so that he could be the next iron man think about it though that's basically the motive of every villain in every iron man movie that they've had when you think about it oh i guess you're right i didn't even think about and, and that at least the second at least the second and the third because the second one mickey rourke's dad worked with howard stark and he bought him out or whatever the third one Guy Pierce's character tried to sell Tony a bunch of tech, and then you know, obviously, all the stuff with the Mandarin. So, um, and the I, first one too. Right? Yeah, f- yeah, yeah, his partner too yeah. was like all pissed oh, off. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. Jebediah, like, yeah. yeah. So I, I guess from like a, I mean, the story that they created would have been like you know, the story they created for Mysterio would have been a better motive to like try and like if his family died or something because of. But that's like your well, standard they, motive, and that's what I thought I, I, was going to happen. Was it, it was going to be like a Batman versus Superman thing, where yeah. like his family was part of the uh, what was it in Age of Ultron, where they destroyed that whole city basically. Oh yeah, the um, Sokovia. Yeah, 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 Sokovia. Yeah, I thought it was going to be something along those lines. Um, but that's like you said. That's kind of your standard movie wasn't villain motive. Wasn't he pissed because Stark? So he presented this like technology, and Stark nicknamed it or Barf. He renamed it Barf, Barf. But then he yeah. renamed it and actually used it. Right? Isn't that with the glasses? Isn't that his software? No the the, the technology that he was talking about was the stuff that he was using to um, to create the illusions. But oh, he you okay. could only access it with the. the stark software which is why he needed to get those sunglasses back that probably so, got but i just was confused what the barf programming was but there you go yep so i mean all right do we want to do scores then got me not jimmy we'll go not the bandit first score rating. all right i gave it a 9.425 out of 10 <laughs> which in comparison 
um, or in comparison, was not as good as uh, Homecoming or Into the Spider-Verse. Still up there, still rated excellent, but just for for context. Okay. I'll go with um, 8.7 out of 10. Okay. I didn't think it was phenomenal by any means. I thought it was a good follow-up to Endgame. Uh, you know, you got your lightheartedness. Tom Holland, I mean, the Spider-Man movie itself was just a good follow-up because that character is so fun and likable. You needed something like that. And like Sean said, it wasn't like a cornerstone movie where you're going to be like, wow, that one was a huge movie. Um, so I, good, not great. Or probably great, not excellent. Okay. I gave it an 8.6. Same thing, like a solid B. I thought it was a, a really good, enjoyable movie. I, I'm not I'm not going to act like I didn't enjoy it at all. I just feel like when I thought about it afterwards, I definitely, I think I gave Homecoming an 8.8. .8, and I definitely think that Homecoming was better, mainly because of the twist with Michael Keaton. Like that, yep. so that, that threw me off more than anything I've ever seen in a movie, I think. So, so great. Um, but like you said, it was, it was entertaining. It, it, it was a good movie to advance the character of Peter Parker and Spider-Man. Um, and it, it kind of opened up, uh, an interesting path to where they're going to go from here. He's been exposed. They obviously want him, they're looking at him as the next Iron Man. Um, or so it seems, so we'll kind of see where it goes from here. So I'm excited to see where the character goes. I'm going to be on the low spectrum from all you guys, but not super low because I really liked it a lot. I'm going to give it an 8-1 tentatively because if Peter Parker comes out and owns the I Am Spider-Man situation the way Tony owned I Am Iron Man, mm. then I'll bump this up to an 8.3. But tentatively right. an 8.1. I thought it was a solid movie, super entertaining, drove the Marvel Universe forward, and uh, I'm kind of a critic of Marvel movies, though, but it was still there's still cheese riddled throughout it in certain ways and stuff, sure. So. Sure. but it was still a solid movie, super entertaining. What did, uh, what did we think, other than the Jonah Jameson, what did we think of the post-credit scenes? Um, I thought, well, for one, I thought it was... I liked the the, the mid credit scene because I realized after reading an article afterwards that that was the first time we'd seen Tom Holland Spider-Man um, web-slinging through this New, New York City, like through off the towers and stuff. So I thought that was kind of cool in retrospect, not realizing like the first movie, he barely does it. He's like, he's basically traveling in both of these movies mm -hmm. the whole time. Right. So he hasn't spent much time in New York City. Um, I thought that the the post-credit scene was interesting to see that um it wasn't nick fury there the whole time okay uh, and the, it was kind of make sense to where they were like like you would think that the right the normal nick fury would be able to tell if this guy actually came from another universe like he was claiming to be and everything like that yeah it it accounted well, it, for their slip up of just trusting this guy basically well correct yeah yes. and it and it but it introduces an interesting aspect to the MCU because, as we know, Captain Marvel took place in the 90s. So we don't even know when it could have actually been Nick Fury and not Nick Fury in any of these movies that they've made because yeah. of that aspect. So obviously this is this is the first that they've done it so that they probably didn't have that mindset. But it, it's just interesting, too, because obviously now they're 
Hawks. It seems like they're forming a alien, a scroll army up there in space, which can come to the aid of the Earth's mightiest heroes, whoever they may be moving forward when they need it. So before, um, before uh, the movie even came out, I was reading about thoughts on Marvel's next phase and whatnot. And because of Captain Marvel and now the army up in space and Nick Fury just basically chilling out up there, um, a lot of people thought before that that they were going to take, and Guardians of the Galaxy for that matter, they were going to take the Marvel storylines and kind of move them away from Earth and make it more uh, space-driven. And there's a lot of characters. Oh, wow. There's a lot of characters that they're saying that they could introduce because of that, mm-hmm. that are more space-driven and not really tied down to Earth. Right. The Eternals is coming exactly. out. It's on their list, yep. which is coming out. Um, they've heard all the rumors about Adam Warlock being introduced in Guardians of the Galaxy as well. So I've heard that they're going to split it into two, the cosmic and ground level. So like Spider-Man and... and um, I don't even know who else is left, I guess. Whoever they introduce is going to be like more of the Earth stuff and then Black Captain Panther. Marvel. Yeah, Black Panther. Captain, and then, the new Captain Marvel. Um, Captain, yeah, Captain Marvel and uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and them will be focused on the cosmic area. So The other thing, too, about, um, about Jonah Jameson kind of ousting Peter Parker as being Peter Parker... Um, the director, the creator of Spider-Man came out and said that he wants uh, Kraven to be his next villain, which is a basically a hunter. And so now they think that the storyline for at least Spider-Man is going to switch to him being that faux villain for the city where people are always out trying to get him and people are going to hire these basically guns for hire to go after Spider-Man because they think he's actually a bad guy. Interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be interesting to see, but I'm excited because Marvel's awesome. Yeah, that oh, took yeah. me. They totally got a lot of a lot of cool places they can go. Mm-hmm. All right, we're gonna jump into our last segment here. Mark, yeah. Mock draft. We're moving forward in our movie alphabet drafts. Uh, we did letter A, and then we got sidetracked because of America, so we did some more A movies. Now we're doing movies that start with the letter B. I'm shaking up the draft shake cup. It up, shake it up, shake it up, right. shake it. Sean, I'll let you make the picks this time. I'll make the picks this time. <laughs> All right, fourth pick. Dufresne. God and to Dufresne. Hard earned. And to Dufresne. Yeah, it's this is a rough draft to have the fourth pick. I have pretty much. I, have, I legit have three movies that I could have taken number one. Oh, and then dude, it's so off. tough. Damn it! I'm Pat third. At number three. All right. And last. Shit. At number two. Jimmy <laughs> Sean dr- picks his own name. All right, this is rigged. This yeah. cup is like weighted weird. Sweating it's horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, Sean. That being said, there are seriously so many movies right now. It's crazy. I got a long it's not as, I got a long list. Yeah, it's, it's top heavy long. though. 
Yeah. Very top I was say, it's not quite as dense as A, but it is at the top. It's power. And I'm taking the Big Lebowski number one overall. It's a good one here. Damn. All right. I am going to go with the Boondock Saints. Nice. Nice. Real solid. All right. I'm going to go with Batman Begins. Nice. Double. Two points points. if we're playing categories. Right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay. I'm going to go Back to the Future. Nice. Nice. And then... Which one? The first one? First one, for sure. Okay. And then Burn After Reading. Nice. Real solid. I'm going to go Bad Boys 2. Nice. Damn it. Four points. What up? Damn it. (laughs) Damn it. All right. I... Man. Gosh, I wanted that one so bad. Um, I am going to go with Billy Madison. Nice. Man, do I get two? Yep. Yes. Yep. Man, am I just gonna go straight comedy here? Oh. Oh. <laughs> uh. I am going straight comedy. Give me Bad Santa and basketball. Oh, nice. Fuck. <laughs> nice. Base. I always spell that wrong. Okay, whatever. All right, I'm gonna go. Oh, man, there's some good ones on here still. I'm going to go with Beavis and Butthead Do America. Nice. That's a good one. Um, I'm going to go with Boogie Nights. Great effing movie. Great pick. (sighs) Bad Boys 1. Nice. Solid. And Batman Returns. Nice. I'm going to go with Blow. Good one. Ooh, that wasn't nice even on my choice. list. Yeah, Mine pick. either, but I wish it was. Awesome, awesome movie. I am going to go, let's see here. Uh, Batman. Just the original, original Michael Keaton Batman, yes. Is that the one with Danny DeVito? No. No, yep. sir. Oh, Jack. No, that's the second one. It's with yeah. Jack. Oh, of course. Of course. Damn. How hard Jonathan, am I going to commit? Jonathan, you're up, buddy. It's so tough. I'm just going to commit to comedy because I love it so much and I love Chris Farley. Black Sheep. Oof, it's a good Ooh. one. Nice. It's a real good one. I had that. Could have gone with yeah. another Chris Farley movie. Ooh. Don't think I won't. Aren't you out of the next? No, he's got one more. I got one more, but I'm not taking another Chris Farley movie. I don't even know what to take. Ah, Committed Comedy Beer Fest. Ah, damn it. All right, I'm going to go with Backdraft. Ah, yeah, solid, solid, dude. Flick, That's dude. a great pick. Yep. Damn it. Um, all right, I'm going to end it with Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. Nice. nice. Hmm. Um, I'll go with a classic comedy, Beverly Hills Cop. Nice. Nice. Great great pick. Great pick. That's a good one. All right, solid draft. I'll post that on social media this week, see who everyone thinks. I like mine a lot, so I'll see what everyone says. Um, Two two real specific honorable mentions for me are one, Blank Man. 
Damon Wayne's <laughs> great fucking movie. Number two, Blank Check. Oh, Blank oh, Check, blank dude. Check, great dude. movie, man. I didn't even have that Such on my list. Such a throwback. Oh. Um, I had Big Daddy, Beetlejuice. Yep. Beetlejuice, damn. I didn't yeah, think of that one. Another um, Michael Keaton. I should have picked that one. Idiot. Um, Black Panther. Yeah, a racist movie. on this podcast. Yeah, how did that not make the cut? He's amazing. <laughs> I don't know. I Blade Runner. I, I was, yep. Beauty, uh, Beauty and the Beast. I had Beauty and the Beast as well, yeah. Babe. Yep. Babe. Big, Baby Boy. Big Fish. Baby Boy. Great fucking movie. Tyrese. Uh, Beethoven. Big Fish. Big I got fish Beethoven is good too, on yeah. there. Oh, damn it. I forgot about Beethoven. Blind, Although that movie sucks. Blindside. I watched it like last year. Blindside. Blindside. Uh, we're talking Beauty and the Beast, the cartoon, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. Yes, All absolutely. Right. I just want to make sure of that. Uh, yeah, you guys covered everything. I think, actually, I wanted to see this movie. It's called Barton Fink. It got super high ratings on IMDb, but I haven't seen it. And the main actor in it is John, how do you say his name, Tutoro? Oh, yeah, the guy that was in that movie we watched the other night, right? Yeah, the guy in Jesus Um, and Big Lebowski. Yeah. Apparently that movie's amazing. I think we should all check that out. Oh, that guy. I'm better be sneaky. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, I'll have to check it out. Salad Epi, boys. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. If you don't already, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at Bros Let's Talk. You can find our podcast at broseletstalk.podbean.com or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Um, again, if you haven't already, check out our upcoming event, Pong for Charity, Beer Pong Tournament, Fitz's Spare Keys in Elmhurst, 119 North York Street, Elmhurst, Illinois, 60126, $70. Two-man teams, cash prize, lots of fun going towards charity. Get it done. Get it done. Woo! For Jimmy, Sean, and Andy, this is Pat. Later, dudes. Peace. Arrivederci. All right. Leeches <laughs> on the menji. Ha <laughs> ha